boys and girls, get ready for an action-packed hour with your friends Will and Travis. It's the Days Past Greetings, and welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's claymations. That's right. Today on the Days Past Tooncast, we'll be discussing the most twisted, terrifying, crazy, beyond crazy, crazy you could be Sweetly crazy. Yeah. And this is not sweet. He's just show. demented. The whole show's demented. It, really it is, is. It's a haunted show. It's haunted by the the phantasm of lost innocence. Yeah. We're to, of I course like talking yeah. about Gumby, Gumby. Made famous and I think created by Eddie Murphy in the 1980s. Was yeah. that right? Uh-huh. That's that's very true. No, no, no. He was created by Art Clokey, who also created Davy and Goliath. Ooh. Yeah. Davy and Goliath. You know, that's something that I know to refer to, and I do not know what it is. <laughs> I mean, I do. I know what it is. I've never seen it, and I can't tell you if it's just like the adventures of the biblical figures or... I think so. I've seen the spoof on Saturday Night Live when they do the TV Funhouse. I've seen like the spoof on Okay, it. yeah, yeah. Well, I guess there's a, like there's a number of claymation shows because that's what this is. This is claymation. This mm-hmm. is a first for us. Yes, it And is. actually in a few ways because we're also going all the way back to the 1950s for the first <laughs> time. We've gone to the 60s once uh-huh. or no, twice with the yeah. Avengers cartoons well, that we did a while ago. I always go to the ago. 60s with you, Will. We take it to 100, baby. Yeah, baby. But we're going all the way back to the 1950s with Gumby and to watch this show and see how awe-inspiringly devious and Uh menacing it is. Yeah. It is it is a sight to behold. It's like an acid trip every time. It, it really, really is. no, there this is truly like you can sit there and make a like, ha, ah, this thing's like Godzilla on acid. This is what it's like to have a bad trip. Yeah. Is watching Gumby. Is watching Gumby every time. Because we watched two episodes yeah. for Halloween today. Well, I mean, it's not Halloween yet, but man, are we close. Oh, baby. We're midway through October. Mm-hmm. So we said, hey, we got to throw a little mini soda out there for that extra week. Of hell. This is the scariest cartoon we have watched. These two episodes that we checked out are the scariest things we've ever watched for this show. Craziest and scariest thing I've ever seen. Period. Hands down. Now, Art Clokey, who you mentioned. Yes, sir. As the creator. He was an art student in the 1950s. Yes, sir. He learned about doing what we now call claymation, stop motion animation, uh-huh. which I I didn't do it with clay, but we had a little handheld camera when I was a kid and I would do stuff with my action figures and I wouldn't really, I mean, stop motion is like, you gotta have good cameras to right. do that shit. You just did stuff. it with your hand? <laughs> yeah, I would just move things around. That's what. That's about the same, right? Yeah, it's so. so difficult. It is. You it's gotta so have some difficult. time. Gotta have some time. And I don't know if that drove Art Clokey mad, and that's why he ended up creating this. And cutting his ear off, right? Man, I wouldn't doubt it with this guy. <laughs> he was this art student who created a movie called Gumbasia, oh. <laughs> like in like 1953 or so, that okay. was just Fantasia-ish, but with Gumby-style claymation. That got him a foothold into Hollywood. Baby. And they said, hey, you know what's big right now? Howdy doody. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come over here. You know what's huge? Man, howdy doody. Just the name makes me laugh every time. So you know it's got to be a good show. Oh, yeah. I, I, I giggled earlier whenever I read that. Howdy doody. Say, kids, what time is it? It's the 2,206 Howdy Doody show starring Howdy Doody and Pablo Bob Smith. 
when I worked at a pizza place in high school, yeah. the cooks got onto saying how you duty a lot, like uh-huh. to say how you how are you doing, but the one guy would say how you duty. <laughs> How you do, D? How you do, D? I, I couldn't. We couldn't stop saying it for years uh-huh. after that. And I, now I get to say it again. Finally, <laughs> how do, do, D? Hey, permission to take that story as my own. From Absolutely. All future oh, it's a great endeavors. story Thank with you. a beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. I like it. Not to be beaten. <laughs> they said, "Hey, bring some of that shit under the Howdy Duty show. We want to get a piece of that claymation action." And that's where Gumby and Pokey made their debut. The original Gumby series ran until 1969. Art Clokey is uh, an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. At least a, a bit of his history, a dark period, perhaps, okay. or a psychedelic period, yeah. a tie-dyed period. <laughs> that It's amazing to think that he came into that after Gumby had already started. Right. Because you would think, I mean, again, it's so easy to say the cliche of, what kind of drugs were they on when they made that thing? Everything. But this is just like being at the center of Charles Manson's brain. Pre-death. <laughs> not, not, no, 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 not now. Not post-death. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's still rolling around in there, but like this is, this is pretty. I'm pretty crazy. This is pretty, ugh, man. It is, man. So Art made the show, and then in the 1960s, he started getting some attention. Uh-huh. He started hanging out with some Hollywood types. Yeah. He started tuning in and dropping out as they would say. Oh. And this guy, I saw a picture of him and I knew I had to go look into him because he looked, in the 60s, before we were allowed to shave our heads as men going bald mm-hmm. and look cool, like yeah. before D- Vin Diesel, I guess, yeah. uh, and Professor X, you, <laughs> which are very opposite ends of the spectrum, I guess, uh, you would still keep your hair, but you were like long hair on the sides, page boy haircut, but like yes. bald on the top. You looked yeah. like a monk. You could still be the cool guy that looks like an uncle or a teacher, uh-huh, right? but you you still looked like an uncle or a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> That's what Art looked like, and I had to go look him up. Here's an interview with Art about his experiences in the 1960s after having already been making Gumby for like 10 years at this point. I couldn't have become a hippie without getting a divorce, and I had a lot of experiences after that. I was in therapy with a psychologist. He sent me to this clinic that... Timothy Leary and some psychiatrists founded there. He said my therapy would progress faster if I go up and take LSD or mescaline. So I did. And it uh, kills you. It's like being dead. <laughs> this world fades out to black. And it fades in to <laughs> the most amazing dimension of, of existence and of <laughs> visions and so on. Oh. And I told the, the psychiatrist who was giving it to me once, I said, we got to put this on television. This is fabulous. God, I'd love to do that again. <laughs> wow. Wowzers. So he's a sweet old man now. Like, I, oh, God, you want this guy in your family to look at him and to hear him talk. But again, like, he didn't do that until the 60s. Uh-huh. And it would be so easy to tell the story of, like, and that's what inspired this Technicolor nightmare that is Gumby. Yeah. This, these misshapen forms, just molding one thing into the other, people getting mad over time for no reason. But no, I would almost think that maybe that's what ultimately inspired the show to stop for a right. while. Yeah, yeah. because after that high, man, nothing, but, nothing yeah. but the Gumby nightmares. Well, maybe it let, like, the light into his soul. He's like, oh, my God, I've been making the devil's work. <laughs> I have to stop. 
I bet it was actually ratings, but that's close enough. <laughs> that, that's also the hand of God honey, right there. Honey, I'm stopping. No more Gumbies for me. <laughs> She's like, honey, I'm over here. Yeah. Well, You're talking to the wall. Apparently, Honey was my ex-wife because he divorced his wife and went and started to live the hippie life. That happens sometimes. You drop the wife and you pick up the life. Yeah. Hippie life. Yeah. <laughs> to, what you say? Tune out and uh, yeah. tune in. Drop, uh, drop, out and- drop out. Tune cast. Tune up. <laughs> tune cast. <laughs> Gumby disappeared, but Gumby is so ingrained in our pop culture, people in the 80s were still clamoring for that Gumby. Oh, yeah. Enough so that they covered a resurgence of popularity on Entertainment Tonight. Gumby fans among you, you'll be happy to know that he's alive and well and starring in his own show. Thank God. Dale Haramoto has this story. Gumby was created in 1956 and hasn't had a new film released in 14 years. <laughs> Yet, this little green figure is making a big comeback. I've always loved Gumby. He's my favorite cartoon. He's hip, he's happening, and he's here. <laughs> he's not violent, and he's just He's not cool violent. Dude. You guys haven't when seen I the show. When I was a little kid, I had a forever doll of Gumby. And I always played with him. (laughs) Little kids aren't the only ones charmed by Gumby. Big kids are buying everything from dolls and t-shirts to watches, pins, cards, even light switch covers. This Gumby revival makes creator Art Cloakey very happy. uh, The young people today... (laughs) Uh, uh, Art, your pants are on. ...when they were young children. (laughs) I think they have a nostalgia for the 50s. Something they loved back as a child, they remembered vividly. Eddie Murphy's Saturday Night Live takeoff on Gumby has also generated new interest, paving the way for Gumby video cassettes, a Gumby show premiering in August on the Disney Channel. So that turned into uh, the Gumby Adventures and uh, ran from 87 to 89. And then that Gumby movie Mm -hmm. in 1995, a lot later. (laughs) It took a long time to get that one out, and it was not particularly well received. Did you watch that? Did you watch the movie? No, I didn't watch a full-length movie for this episode. (laughs) I'm sorry, not everyone, this, for this mini so Not this episode, <laughs> yeah, you turd. <laughs> no, I never saw it, and I, it's kind of sad to me to see uh-huh. the cover of it, that it's like in 1995, you know, grunge is just on its way out uh-huh. the door. Like, you can still smell it. Yeah. <laughs> and and then Gumby comes out, and there's a picture of them all playing little instruments on the cover. Yeah. It's just like, oh, maybe this isn't the time. Gumby's back in his biggest adventure yet. Join Gumby and his band, the Clayboys, as they organize a benefit concert to save the small farmers. I like the sound of farmers' benefit. But when their arch nemesis turns Gumby and his friends into robot clones, it's up to our green hero to take on his robot clones. I mean, Gumby stuck around in the pop culture idiom for a long, 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 He's long, still long, around. long time. He's still around, He's I think, still right? Around. I don't know if my kids would know who he is, but... I, I, Yeah, I don't know. It's I, a good question. <laughs> it is a good question. Get him on the phone. Let's oh, see. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Mission accomplished, Pokey. Yeah. Things are looking up around here now. So I thought that was important to take in just as a prelude to what we're going to get into. Even, oh, though, even though it took place after the episodes that we watched for this, our own episode. It helps connect the dots. He was on, he was searching. He, mm-hmm. uh, Art, uh, old Art, Mr. Cloakey yeah. was on, uh, Brother Cloakey, <laughs> was on a journey. And on the way there, he discovered some of the more disturbing imagery. Yeah. And just tapped into like our lizard brain and our ancestors' brains Ugh. of what is creepy? <laughs> Asking such important questions is what is creepy? I mean, I am not exaggerating the least. That I used to rent this on the episodes we watched specifically for this yeah. episode. I rented them and watched them on tape, and I enjoyed the hell out of them, and yeah. they also scared the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, same here. Yeah. 
<laughs> all the time. I would dare say Gumby and Hellraiser uh, carry the same <laughs> there's, carry the same nightmare. There's a similar um, jiltedness where you're just like, oh, this isn't how reality is supposed to be. Well, like before, as getting into these couple episodes, they both have this thing. When I was saying that this really is like being on a bad trip. Mm-hmm talking about dream logic where it's like things happen because that's the internal logic of the thing happening. They're happening because they're supposed to happen. Right. This has nightmare logic, all of this. And it also has trip logic where if you're on a trip or I've had this in a dream too, where I'm, I'm seeing something, I don't know. I'm like on top of the building. I'm like, everything's fine. And then I say, my conscious brain says, Oh no, I wonder what would happen if I went over to the side and I almost fell off. And then I go do it because I caused it to happen because I got worried about it. Right. And now it's playing out in my brain. And it's the same thing when you're tripping. It's like, but what if they find out I'm doing this? And then you start getting paranoid. It seems over time that everyone is getting angry at you or <sighs> like you 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 think everyone is pissed at you and hates you and is going to kill you or knows what you're up to more and more. And the world just gets scarier and scarier when all it is is you just sitting in the corner, like looking at your legs or whatever. And then you walk in an oven. And it's very simple. And yeah, yeah, that would be the right ending if you can't get out of it, man. But each of these episodes has that same thing where it's like, yeah. okay, this is already kind of weird. Oh, we're going to step into weirdness? Oh, wait. Oh, no, no, stop. So, ah, uh, oh, ah, the, ah, just, the door's locked. Yeah, the door's locked. Seriously. Man. Oh, buddy. And there's just something about seeing these clay forms move around. Like a red horse pokey. It's already kind of a wicked image yes. if you think about mm-hmm. it, but I love Pokey. Yeah. He's very he's the most reasonable person on the show from what we've seen. He's his brother. I don't think so. Don't I know. think he has horse parents okay. of his own. Yeah, cuz Gumby Gumby's a little boy, let's say, uh cuz there's not a setup to the show. It's no. that the, these clay things pretending to be living beings are running around uh-huh. doing shit yeah, and they think that they have lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they think they have lives, they don't. Right. They're not alive, so it's okay to kill them. <laughs> Same rule as robots. <laughs> True. Clay forms and robots yeah. on equal footing. <laughs> no souls. Gumby, I mean, he has parents that show up in one of these episodes really quickly. Uh, Gumba and Gumbo mm-hmm. are their names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a genius. Cloaky. Cloaky. <laughs> Cloaky, baby. Baby. But it seems that Gumby, uh, Gumby has an attitude problem <laughs> for sure. Yeah. He's got a tood. He's spoiled. He's he, a spoiled little rich uh, green I guess. Boy. I mean, I don't, he, he certainly has the attitude of a spoiled person, whether <laughs> or not. It seems like they live a normal life, yeah. a normal clay 1950s life. The first episode we checked out was called The Small Planets. Uh-huh. And it starts off sounding like you're watching Cosmos or The Twilight Zone. This is episode 11 yeah. from season two, and it came out on March 12th, 1960. <sighs> baby, baby, baby. Man, give me more of that. This is before the moon landing uh-huh. when space... It's still a scary place. Yeah. We just seemed extra aware of it mm-hmm. at the time, but we also didn't understand it. So we thought that like people could survive in space. Maybe that seems yeah. to be what they think in this episode, because it starts off with Pokey poking around uh, oh. on just a shelf of books that are bigger than he. Doing the the one thing I guess he does this in every episode. They walk through items. They do it often Ghosty. Like, with the books they do. Yeah. Like that's the thing that is established that I remember that they can enter stories through stepping uh, into books. Okay. Okay. Drugs. <laughs> Oh, what was that? Drugs. Drugs. No, don't tell anyone about drugs. <laughs> Just seems like, I, I hate it because it feels like such a, a played out thing to say, but it is so accurate for this. So that's yes. why we're uncorking the drugs can <laughs> and we're going to, the bottle and we're going to pour it out. It's a nice vintage. <laughs> Gumby is hanging out in a book called The Small Planets, and when Pokey just goes through it like Slimer would a wall, 
he's inside of a spaceship that Gumby's in a real snazzy astronaut costume. Uh-huh, yeah. And he says, Put on that spacesuit, Pokey, and come and be my co-pilot. Your mom said you were running away. I'm through being a slave. I'm going to go as far from home as I can get in outer space. I'm tired of being a slave. <laughs> Let's I leave mean, this place. That's. I mean, he probably would have grown up to be a flower child, I guess, with that kind of attitude. Uh, uh, he's just tired of doing, we find out really through the course of it, he's just tired of doing chores at his mm-hmm. parents' house, which is, a very, I mean, that is pretty accurate to the childhood experience. Hey, could you just pick up your room? Freaking, <laughs> come on. Please, your mom's coming home. And so he's going to space to escape the tyranny of chores. They say that they're going to, well, they encounter an asteroid field. Oh, yes. Which Gumby categorically incorrectly, <laughs> scientifically wrong, says that they are small planets. Uh, I, maybe that's what we believed in 1960 or whenever. They probably Possibly. took like 10 years to create each one of these episodes. So maybe it was 1950. <laughs> I, I read seven years, but. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But they start landing. It's just an episode where they land on a three planets in a row. Each one has its own problem. And at the end of it all, Gumby learns, hey, maybe life in space isn't that great compared mm-hmm. to Earth. Yeah, space is a fucking terrifying vacuum, a void. Maybe we should let the Russians have it. It also posits basically that all of space is populated by terrible children. Yes. Each child has its own planet. And it's sad and scary stories for each one. The first one is Mars. Yes. It's yellow. <laughs> I, I don't know if red didn't. They said, hey, uh, Pokey's red. Yeah. Let's not do red again. It's going to be weird on, yeah. on the camera. The the planets are like, I don't know, three times the size of Gumby and Pokey uh-huh. when they're on them, which is a, a cool look. <laughs> the scale's off. A little. The scale's off, yes. Tiny bit. Mm-hmm. But there are train tracks all over. They quickly find out that there's a little boy. Gone, all the children remain nameless. They're just... <laughs> They're wearing, they wearing clothes, though. Yes. They're wearing human clothes. They're wearing clothes and nothing to pro- to protect them or allow them to breathe in space. Well, they can breathe that atmosphere. They can breathe their own atmosphere. Uh, maybe these other that's made clo- up that's planets. Cloaky, you know, that's cloaky. That's cloaky uh, science. Yeah, yeah, cloaky science. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> <laughs> newsreel about it if you go back and check. And this kid, he seems like a Depression-era Bronx kid with yes. the accent he has. Get off of my tracks. I ran away from home to get away from people like you. You're not going to play with this train because it's mine. This whole world is mine. Or he's like an out-of-work, like he is a jaded out-of-work Mickey Rooney type. Okay, Like yeah, he yeah. is actually 40 years old. He's like, <laughs> I'll tell you something over here. They used to hire me for 12 meals a week. <laughs> but he rides in on a toy train and just yells at them to say, like, I tried to get away from Earth to get away from people like you. And he's got rocket money. He's got, yes, because he has a missile. Yeah, he's, got he's got one. Got money, he's got yeah. enough money for one. <laughs> that Two. was it? You think he, yeah, that's it, uh, huh? No, I think he he was just like, no one will ever come out here, but if they do, I'm <laughs> going to give them this. He's got a missile <laughs> that he says, if you don't get off my planet, I'll shoot you. Yep. And Gumby, I mean, brings the dude. Well, if that's the way you feel, we're sorry we wasted our time on your punk planet. Punk planet? <laughs> I hope we talk to other planets that way when we arrive on them and aliens are like, we don't really want your kind around here. I don't want to be on your fucking punk planet anyway. <laughs> Screw your planet. I'm leaving. The next planet, and then other ones are unnamed because they're uh, they're asteroids, they're uh-huh. not planets. And I don't know why Mars is in the middle of an asteroid field. But <laughs> Listen, we didn't know much then, okay? We didn't I, know I, much. I can't blame Cloakie for sure. He yeah. had his own way of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> This is, I would call it the planet of hidden dinosaurs because it's covered in craters and right away, like there's a T-Rex and then some other kind of dinosaur monster mm-hmm, yeah. that just kind of raise up out of craters and kind of make faces at 
<laughs> Pokey and Gumby. But when they run away and fly off, it's such a sad moment because you find out it's this little girl who's in giant dinosaur suits or whatever. Who just wants to be loved. I guess, but she also likes to push people away, which would tell me something very wrong has uh-huh. gone on. Yeah. Something wrong has happened. We need to ask social services to go out to space and talk to each one of these kids yeah. and get the real story. Because this little girl says, I can scare people more than anybody, but I wish somebody would stay and play with me sometime. I'm done killing people. I'm done with it. I don't think she is. No. I think she's, <laughs> I think she, she gets a high off of the, the scaring people, but yeah. she's like, she needs to find someone who loves being scared all the yeah. time and won't run when they're afraid. She'll escalate. Don't worry. Oh, she will. She'll escalate yeah, yeah, to so, Elmira levels. Yeah. <laughs> Planet three is the one that I remember most clearly. On this world, they hear music playing piano and they find a spectacled guy in glasses playing a piano. Beautiful. Uh-huh. And, I guess Pokey sneezes. Yeah. Which is, he's in a space helmet. I mean, not that you can't do that there, but I, it's, why am I harping on the science of a claymation <laughs> film from 1960? Listen, Cloakie didn't put any science until he put his, he put Cloakie science, science on it. He put science on it. He threw, he, he threw a layer of Cloakie science on it and said, that's all you need. <laughs> Pokey interrupts the guy playing piano. And when he does, this kid loses his shit. Yes. So bad. And this is especially where the trippiness comes yeah. out. When he gets mad, his hair starts to turn into little horns or ears into a werewolf. Oh, 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 sneezed in my arpeggio, my beautiful arpeggio ruin, you vandals, you clumsy goose. Get off of my world. I never want to see you again. He is a werewolf. I guess that's why he left our Earth. He says it was to get away from people so he could just practice. Like each one of these kids is living out their own Twilight Zone episode on a separate planet. (laughs) That's what they're doing. He's like, if I could only get some time and some time on my own. Hey, but if the camera panned out, you could probably see all planets at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, it wouldn't be too. It wouldn't take too wide a shot. Right. They've learned to run away. And then Gumby says, hey, you know what? I'll do my chores. I yeah. guess I'll sweep up a little bit. <laughs> Whatever, Mom. I mean, chores aren't that bad. It's not worth dealing with the space werewolf piano player yeah. <laughs> to avoid picking up the, your toys after you play with them. The second episode we watched. Yes. That's the one that has just always stayed with me. It was the reason I thought... We need to cover this show. I've never seen that one before, man. And that one is melted into my soul now. Yeah. It is part of me now. It's it, part of my fiber. So thank you. It lashes onto your nervous system mm-hmm. and uh, sucks you dry <laughs> over a long period of time. How Jesus. do you think I got to this point? <laughs> it's called In the Dough. Mm. D-O-U-G-H. Yep. And no money. No money. Here. There's no just, money involved. Yeah. Just that yeast, baby. This one is earlier than the other one. Mm-hmm. October 19th, 1956. 1956. We are dropping this thick black slab of nightmare on somebody. Drugs weren't even invented yet. No, never. <laughs> never even thought of it. I think I think they had started to think about inventing beer. Right. That's yeah. it. But like that's beginning. Someone had drank a cleaner by accident. <laughs> they thought it was needed an exorcism. <laughs> now Gumby in this one is cooking, he's baking. Pokey comes over. Hey, what are you doing? I'm baking for my parents. Yeah, but baking was big back then. Remember, was, Lucy had a baking episode. It, it was it was running. 
It was running on, on the comedy circuit. And that's how you know it was big, as if Lucy had an episode about it. Yes. He's baking on his own in, I, I'm hoping it's a summer day because he's not at school. Oof. Yeah. It's true. Does he go neglected. to school? Has he, yeah. I don't know. We, we don't either. Who knows? Seems like he's neglected because he's just baking for his parents alone. Maybe that's the chore he was talking about, but he seems to be doing it out of the goodness of his heart. They try to bake who knows what, a pie and a sweet roll or something uh-huh. like that. And the whole oven just fills up with a massive amount of dough because they didn't use the right amount of yeast or God knows yep. what happened. Yep. But it's like enough to, it's a deluge of dough. That fucks up. Hey man, we got to start over with this thing. I don't know what went wrong. And Pokey points out that there is a dough ball in the oven waving at them. <laughs> just real matter of factly. Hey, what's this? <laughs> This guy seems to have something to say. And it's a little dough piece. Uh It's just like a mound of, I mean, it's one, it's the easiest. Every person's first thing they make with clay is this guy. It's just a ball of clay that's that's supposed to look like (laughs) dough with a little face on it. But he's just waving and they step into the oven to hear what he has to say. Because that's the next logical step. You know, in a dream, yeah. (laughs) If it's like, and you're just like, oh shit, what happens if I step into the, oh no, what happens if I, oh no. That's all, this is just slow escalation for Uh 11 minutes. It is spine tingling. It's chilling. It is chilling. (laughs) This guy starts off nice. Uh He's smaller than them and he starts off nice. He's like, hey, you want to find out how to bake? (laughs) And they step into baking Narnia, essentially. (laughs) Fellas want to know the secret of good baking? Sure. Uh, my name's Gumby. Uh, follow me, Gumby. Or maybe more like Willy Wonka's baking factory uh-huh. because everything is a death trap pretty quickly, you find out. Yeah. Giant rolling pens that are just uh, going willy nilly, bowls that stir themselves, jelly rolls, and all kinds of pastries that have faces on them that laugh psychedelically right like it's just like that echoey laughter uh-huh. that you're just you only get from a tv drug trip uh-huh. and gumby has zero fear zero fears he's, going on here he's a fool oh. <laughs> he's an idiot like pokey is again the reasonable one saying i'm not sure about this and gumby's like i'm not afraid and that's yeah. like you know that's what got his generation in trouble oh, was yeah. that toxic masculinity is no good <laughs> i'm not afraid admit you're afraid you should be afraid there's yeah. talking pies with british accent this is no good this is no, no. and as it goes along, as they get further and further in, there's some point, there's like a, t- a turn. Mm-hmm. It takes a turn where the dough guy is suddenly mad at them. Well, I think it's right after Pokey dies the first time. Well, he, uh, the guy gets mad at him. For, for some, some reason. <laughs> yeah, because Pokey gets run over by uh, a, a rolling pin, pin, a giant yeah. rolling pin, and he just lays there. Gumby has to go save him like it's WW2. Yeah. And then just like holds him, <laughs> this carcass of the, his dead friend or seemingly dead friend in yeah. his arms. And he comes back and the guy has a face like, you're holding us up. It is just like a trip, man. It's just like a nightmare where you're like, oh, no, I did bad because my friend got hurt. Uh-huh. Now everyone's mad at me. <laughs> they all know what I'm doing. <laughs> but even before that, Pokey was asking, what is that machine doing? And the guy says, it's kneading the dough. And Pokey didn't get it. It's a t- you know, it's some fun wordplay. What does that do to the dough? It needs it. It needs what? Needs the dough. The dough needs the dough. Pokey, he means the machine needs the dough. Oh. The dough needs the dough? <laughs> what? <laughs> but like that little interchange that is, there's so many awkward, deathly silences. <laughs> 
like ones where it's like you could hear the creaking of a casket in of the background. Yes. That's where it starts to turn. And then, yes, after Pokey dies or whatever happens, yes. that's when the guy is suddenly mad. And then they enter a room where he says, In this room, we rise. It's like they're saying, in this room, we rise against our human oppressors. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, and, and Gumby feeds Pokey some water and he's fine ultimately. But like from that point on, nobody should continue walking in. But it's that thing where it's like, I'm too deep. Uh-huh. It's too far to go backwards. I have to see this thing through. I don't even remember where it was to get out of this oven. I, I've always been here <laughs> and I always will be. I've always been Gumby in the oven. I don't understand what... <laughs> And I don't think there's a point to it. All right. I don't get whether or not the bread and all the pastry things, all the dough, if they were mad because people bake them or because they can't get out of that. They hole. can't get out. Of, I don't understand because at first it seems like we're going to show you how to bake and then it would turn into you guys are always putting us in fire and baking us into things. But they're doing it to themselves. Doing it to themselves. So is there like a weird hierarchy of, well, we're enslaving our own dough? I, I don't know, man. It just seems like. Doesn't make a lot of sense. They're in hell, man. They're they're in dough hell. <laughs> Pastry hell. Ultimately, Mr. Doe, or whatever they call him, he leads them into a room where all the living pastries live. And yes. it's like all of them have different accents. There's a French baguette. Mm-hmm. There's a British jelly roll. There's somebody who has what I would call the dumb accent, which is just, <laughs> which way did he go, George? Say, boys, that fella ought to make a good pie filling. I say, Rolly, look at that green chap. Wouldn't he make a good jelly filling, eh? Yeah, let's get him. <laughs> they're all they're all spaced two inches apart. Yes, I mean, well, they're <laughs> all lined up like it's the armies of pastryism in proper baking fashion. Yeah. yeah, that they're all going to march, which is what they start to do. Yes, they move. <laughs> First slowly, then very quickly on Gumby and Pokey. If you can be overtaken by dough, you probably weren't meant for this world. That's true. In my yep. opinion. But it's, you see our heroes, a young clay boy and his clay pony overtaken by dough. And then they just fade to black for a second. Uh-huh. I think they should have just ended it right there. <laughs> this is what happens when you go in the oven. You would have got the same closure. As it turns out, Gumby's parents come home and discover that there's baking pastries in the oven yep. and it's a pie with a fucking horse their their kid's friend horse uh-huh. in it and then Gumby is rolled up in a jelly roll dead as shit uh, should have been <laughs> he, they unroll him and he's flattened out I mean I don't really understand clay physiology so I don't know is if there cloaky, is a way is to die science man it's a cloaky science I th- <laughs> I'm thinking there if this if this really happened mm-hmm. let's say Gumby is real okay he and, is oh, we God, continue. please don't I hope he's not if this really happened, there would have been an article in the newspaper later that week about boy who, like there was a gas leak in the house mm-hmm. when he was baking and he put his head in the oven and just died that way. <laughs> because that's probably like, this is what was happening in his little clay mind as he was expiring. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> I like it. We, we turned dark. We turned darker than Gumby there for there, the last time. Like oh it. yeah, I got that cloaky in me. Thank you. Halloween fans, Gumby fans, fans of psychedelic existential horror. Drugs, hell, all that. For joining us on today's episode, uh, mini-sode, I should mm-hmm. say, yes. of the Days Past Tunecast. 
please rate us five big old stars on Apple Podcasts. Review us, share us with your buds, and make sure to subscribe. It helps us out, and uh, you don't want Gumby to come for you. <laughs> He's in everyone. And we also have an Instagram and Twitter at DP Tunecast. And just a quick reminder that we're still on YouTube mm-hmm. with our music video, a parody mashup of Baby Got Back with the animated series theme from X-Men. You can search us on YouTube to find it, X-Men Attack, or you can just check the show notes for the link. Next week, we're back with a full episode. Just We're cranking up. I don't know if we can top the horror of this week. No. But we we're getting more clearly into the horror comedy. Yeah. With a return to the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes, sir. An episode entitled Banshee Bake a Cherry Pie. Until then, tutor. <laughs> my tutor. <laughs> tutor, my tutor. <laughs> A banana, da 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 da